0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of A Thousand Wise. I'm Huang Rei. It's the winter holiday season. Are you enjoying your Christmas holiday or looking forward to the upcoming New Year's Eve? Around this time, apart from the New Year, Chinese people are mostly looking forward to the Spring Festival or the Chinese Lunar New Year. To celebrate the most important traditional holiday, The Chinese government allows working people to have three days off. In most cases, though, people take a seven-day holiday, with the remaining four days coming from two weekends because of a change of work shift. For the workers in China today, non-work days account for about one-third of each year. Apart from weekends and annual leave, people also stay away from work on several traditional holidays. So, how did such a holiday system come into being? And how about people in ancient China? How did they organize their days off from work? In ancient China, the vacation for average peasants who accounted for the overwhelming majority of the population was very simple they could take a break as long as they wanted during the non-farming period. As for government officials, the holiday system dates back to 2,000 years ago, when the Han Dynasty issued the Han Law. At that time, the regular leave of government officials was called In Mandarin Chinese, mu means take a bath. So this vacation literally means just go home to take a bath and take a break. Starting from the Western Han Dynasty in around the third century BC, officials took one bath day off in every five days. So why was it called vacation for taking a bath? Firstly, all public officials lived in their office at that time. When they took one day off, they could go home and take a bath. And more importantly, spend time with family. Secondly, taking a bath meant more than just cleaning your physical body in the ancient Chinese culture. It also meant cultivating and enriching your inner spirit. Taking a bath day off was a good description as ancient Chinese society placed a very high ethical and moral standard on government officials. Back then, the bath day was the most basic regular vacation. This mechanism was inherited by many dynasties after the Western Han. By the Wei, Jin, southern and northern dynasties, that's to say between the 3rd and the 6th century, the holiday system became more humane. Officials were allowed to take leave to visit their families for marriage and in case of a bereavement. During the busy farming season, officials could take a field holiday. And in September, they could take a clothing holiday so they could start preparing clothes for winter. These two holidays were 15 days each. In addition, there were several private sacrifice holidays each year, each for four days, when officials could go home to pay tribute to the deceased relatives and friends. Officials could also have a nine-day marriage leave, somewhere between one and five days if their relatives got married, and up to 60 days of tomb-sweeping leave. These are a reflection of how much value the Chinese placed on family, filial piety, and ancestor worship. By the time of the Tang dynasty, which began in the 7th century, vacation systems had become pretty well fixed. On the basis of the system, which held sway during the previous dynasties, the Tang government included various traditional festivals such as the Spring Festival, the Cold Food Festival, the Mid-Autumn Festival, the Beginning of Spring, the Summer Solstice and Winter Solstice. In our previous shows, we have told that the Winter Solstice was seen just as important as the Lunar New Year in ancient China. The Tang government attached great importance to the Winter Solstice and Spring Festival, so, officials could take seven days off during these two holidays, the equivalent of the two so called golden weeks today. From the era of Emperor Xuanzong Li Longqi, each emperor's birthday became a holiday. So did the days when the first Tan emperor and empress passed away. With the increase in holidays, Regular vacations changed from one day off in five days to one day off in ten days, which is called the ten-day holiday system. But this didn't mean that Tang officials took one bath every ten days. Tang officials no longer needed to stay overnight in their offices. They could go home after work, so they could enjoy more personal time because more traditional holidays were included into the holiday system. Tang officials overall enjoyed much longer vacations than those during the Han Dynasty. There is a heartwarming anecdote recorded in Tang history, although it is difficult to verify whether it actually happened. During the Spring Festival in 633, Emperor Taizong Li Shimin for some reason, thought of prisoners. He decided to sign a gentleman's deal, allowing hundreds of prisoners who had been sentenced to death to go home for the holiday. They must return the next autumn for execution. Amazingly, all these people returned in time. No one tried to escape. The emperor was moved So, he decided to grant them amnesty. The era of Emperor Taizong is known as the reign of Zhengguan, a golden period in Chinese history, when the crime rate was low and people enjoyed a great degree of stability and prosperity. The anecdote involving prisoners is a typical illustration of a Chinese proverb Those who win the hearts of the people win the world. A good era could cultivate people's awareness about their own rights. Later, another emperor once ordered construction workers to continue working during the Cold Food Festival. The workers were upset, and they staged a protest. As a result, The emperor had to reward each worker with some silk and give them three days off in order to dispel their anger. This story bears a striking resemblance to the labor movement in British history, where workers took to streets to demand an eight-hour workday. It also shows us that the need to take a break from work is universal. In the Song Dynasty, which began in the 10th century, holiday benefits were even better. The Song Dynasty added more traditional holidays based on the town system, such as the Zhongyuan Festival, the Double Ninth Festival, and the La Ba Festival. At its peak, there were five golden weeks a year in the Song Dynasty, and in total, more than 120 days of non work days were available in a year. In addition, people who served in the military and exiled prisoners could also enjoy holidays at a particular time. In government-run handicraft workshops, workers could also enjoy some of the holidays. Officials in the Song Dynasty needed a guarantor for sick leave just like today's medical certificate. Their sick leave could be applied for up to 100 days. If the sickness remained after 100 days, the patient could reapply. In short, the Song Dynasty is regarded as the dynasty with the richest types of vacations in ancient China. And some officials have suggested that too many vacations are not conducive to the handling of government affairs. Well, that person must be a workaholic. In the Yuan Dynasty, between the 13th and 14th century, most of the traditional holidays were cancelled because China was ruled by the Mongolians at the time. The annual number of days for holidays was cut to little more than 50! It appears that people riding horses didn't see the need for holidays. However, that was still not the most miserable time for ancient public servants. Zhu Yuanzhang, the Ming Dynasty founder, was a workaholic. During his reign, roughly the last three decades of the 14th century, the annual number of days for holidays drastically dropped to 18. Fortunately, his successors were not as crazy, as the number went back to 50 days. Still, clearly not comparable to the good old days in the Tang and Song dynasties. In the late Qing dynasty, under Western influence, the government designated Sunday as the day of thereby gradually establishing a holiday system in line with Western practice. From a historical perspective, the golden weeks and weekends in China today represent a combination of Chinese and foreign wisdom. In every culture, holidays are usually closely related to the way of life of the people, traditions and customs, It's fair to say that understanding a country's festivals and vacation system is an excellent window to understand its culture. If you're interested, many episodes in our show are about traditional Chinese festivals. What do you want to say about vacations? Please leave a message. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Huang Rei special thanks to Lu Chang, who contributed to the writing and producing of this episode. We wish you a happy and joyful holiday. See you next time. Bye for now.